Venture debt was never looked upon from a perspective of saying this is capital also. The way equity is capital, this is capital. If I am giving 50 crores to a company at an, at an important juncture of the, uh, the, the companies, uh, right? It's as important as equity because you're trying to say, okay, Shiva, this might not be the best time to raise equity capital at this valuation and we'll empower you for the next one and a half, two years to make sure you just go and empower yourself and raise it at the time when you're more confident about raising. Today, we had Ishpreet Singh Gandhi on the pod Back in 2015, when the startup landscape in India was at a nascent stage, as a banker, Ishpreet pioneered the first ever debt solution for startups in India. In 2018, Ishpreet founded Stride Ventures and today it has become India's leading venture debt fund. They have partnered up with companies like Zepto, Bira, Sugar, Spinny, Zetwork, to name a few. We covered various topics during our conversation, starting from what was the founding story of Stride Ventures, how differentiation helped Ishpreet raise capital from LPs for Stride Ventures, what is the thesis of Stride Ventures, the types of check sizes they write, what sectors and stages they invest in, how is he able to build Stride Ventures into a top venture debt fund in India, what was the journey like? We also talked about less discussed aspects of venture debt and what's the hardest part of building venture debt. Now I bring you Ishpreet Singh Gandhi. Ishpreet, welcome to the show. Hi Shiva, thanks for having me on the show as well. You know, we were just chatting about it. I've heard a lot about you and I've seen you at Quorum a bunch of times and I wanted to uh, come and say hi. I'm glad that we are finally able to connect. I'm excited to really unpack your journey uh, in Stride Ventures journey. True, would love to. I uh, would love to tell a bit. Uh, and uh, it's unfortunate we have not met in the past. Hope to cover in terms of knowing each other better in this call. Let's do it. Uh, so Ishpreet, you know, uh, I've read, I've heard, you've been the pioneer of venture debt uh, in India. I think that was back in 2015. Uh, things sort of, uh, startup was not a big, uh, big theme or big name in India. Maybe you can, you know, talk us through uh, your background and what led you to start Stride Ventures. What was the founding story? Sure. So actually, uh, 2015 is when I started lending to startups from the bank. But if I just take a step back and tell you a brief about myself, I, uh, I've been a career banker, started my career with Standard Chartered Bank in seven eight and uh, since then have done <clears throat> various kind of sector coverage started with sme moved to commercial banking then moved to corporate banking funded all kind of businesses before i started getting a liking towards startups so in 2015 is when i was uh, taking care of the multinational corporates business and bank and it started folding into private equity vc relationship and that's the time the startup ecosystem was unfolding and I, I realized coming from a business family, actually, I'm basically uh, uh, come from an entrepreneur family myself. And the most relatable element was that uh, startup founders have so much to do that they don't they don't know the real power of unlocking of finance. And there's so much to do if you just understand their business and try to support them at the right juncture. That that excited me in the banks in 15. And I started funding some of the early stage companies back then. I was the first lender to companies like Lending Card, Bira, uh, Revigo. A lot of companies who were unfolding in terms of becoming large companies. Leap India, which has just got Warburg Winkers from the bank, funded them. 
made a very good equation in the community and next two three years gave me a momentum to build it in a manner in which i could have started stride that you require a larger financial ecosystem which which solves for founders problems and it's so much beyond only giving equity capital how do you how do you give not only debt capital which is what we do but make them understand the relevance of working capital capital expenditures non fund lines export import finance and this all of this comes into a business and that's that's why stride exists so uh, coming from a bank we were the only ones doing it and that uh, that helped me have that idea conceived and come into a form of stride guy ishpreet so you know basically it was a new product uh, in the market and you know now you've decided okay i'm going to go uh, build a institution around venture debt uh, how was the i would say you know let's break it in uh, into different parts one what was the thesis like uh, what was the p- portfolio construction uh, for stride ventures how did the fundraise go for you uh, from lps what kind of lps were you reaching out uh, how were you able to build relationships and thirdly what's the a business model like for venture debt meaning uh you know how what can what kind of returns do you give to your lps and uh, and for yourself as well like what's the uh, uh the economics behind the business so i i understand the three aspects of the question first is the lp profile and the kind of lps penetration second is the kind of companies and third is the business model around venture debt right? right so for, let's talk about the first angle look uh, coming from becoming the first time fund manager in 18 um, naturally the asset class had been new and the way we were looking at the asset class was slightly different than others because coming from banks you know that what kind of products can coexist and what kind of education you require in founders level so we started with, with a lot of structures which never existed in uh, india and which has been somehow in some manner prominent outside in some countries especially in us which is more of working capital intensity understanding joining hands with banks because that's where we came from and creating structures which never existed so from a lp perspective answering that question the differentiator played a very important role because you were not coming from a venture capital background which is typically the case in this industry as well which gave you a flavor of being a domain expert and that's what the industry required and being a domain expert is very important irrespective of whatever you're doing in the venture space because ultimately whether you take equity funds since we uh, work closely with a lot of funds we have naturally taken in some some cases some equity positions as well when, whenever it's been required for ilps so if the domain expertise is what sets apart vcs right you would have consumer focused funds you'll have saas focused funds you'll have similarly edtech agritech your focused funds which always are are more uh, more important capital because you be- believe that there will be a sense of domain expertise which the fund will uh, bring with itself i think that's yeah. what we wanted to get so i we've never wanted to be construed as giving capital debt form it's about if i am giving money to shiva i'll say shiva let me understand your business and your business has so many moving parts it has customers it has suppliers uh, your receivables are stuck you have international business right how do you finance all of that and are you using only equity capital so the the domain expertise of saying i'm getting a partner in the journey which is where and that's why we have never done a transaction without equity warrants because for us the upside of the companies also matters uh that domain expertise of getting a partner in the journey click to lp as well yeah. because an, an an investor is looking at how 
they with their own differentiators will be able to get proprietary transactions with best IRRs. And you can only do that when a founder perceives you as a partner and not just a capital provider. So I think that element of getting banks, because we came from banks, headed banks, to jointly lend with us on our underwriting, telling them that these businesses, on that's how we mitigate risk in these businesses while giving finances to them, I think really played a role for us. Naturally, first six, nine months is tough for everyone, especially for a first-time fund manager. But mm-hmm. being stuck at that and saying we want right kind of capital, Today, as we as we stand with Stride, we are the only fund in the country on the debt side which has top banks investing in us and distributing us, right? So we had all kind of investors then who eventually follow. We have a right kind of profiles of banks, insurance companies. Uh, we have uh, top family offices in the uh, uh, in the country, the most prominent ones, and international capital. So right funnel and ultra HNI who value adds to our pool. So it's all kind of funnel of capital which has got introduced. And actually, six nine months took time, Shiva, because you had to educate that how the asset class works. Yeah, uh, which will take me to the third aspect of your question, and that is that what how does the model work in venture debt? So we have two forms of return. Uh, for for the fund, one is a regular income. So if I've given $100 to Shiva, Shiva has to give me $100 with a certain interest rate over a period of one to two years or three years, depending on what asset we do. We typically do 15, 18 months of average loans. Mm-hmm. So you give me $100 plus that $18 returns as regular every month. And then you pay, may pay me principal either quarterly or over a period of time. So that's one form of return, which is the interest return. Second is an equity upside. So that $100 will also carry $10 worth of equity options in your last round. And that option has an exercise period. So next five years, that $10, as your company value grows, that $10 can potentially grow as well, right? So two forms of return of capital. One is a regular interest-like return. Second is more like equity type return, right? So that constitutes our overall return. Uh, And we have a similar structure, just like any other equity fund manager, 220 closer to 220 structure we are more investor friendly so mm-hmm. uh, carry slightly lower but the point is that we we endeavor to have 17 80 percent irrs and we've beaten that for our first two funds we are in our fund three in india and we have two international funds as we speak so the point is that that irrs have been healthy and it's regular right it's it's tangible irr because you're not waiting for only equity options exit to happen it's regular interest which is getting paid so this is how the business model works. It gets paid to quarterly, paid quarterly to our investors. So we we take it monthly and we give it to them in quarterly manner. So it's a very realized, very tangible IRR mm-hmm. from a business model perspective. And uh, I think I answered your second aspect of the question when I said that differentiators help us source proprietary deals. So if you see our portfolio of 135 companies, you see the best of the names in the Indian startup ecosystem. If you speak about consumer sector, we'll have 38, 40 companies which are the market leaders in today's time. I think that that thought of creating an institution was very clear. We started day one with a team of 16 people, not even an established fund that time had 15, 16 people as a team. As we stand, we are 45 plus on the fund side of our business, which is fairly largest team on this asset class. So there's a lot of focus on partnering with great companies, which requires education, which requires them to, uh, to be known about how this financing works and require a largest team to understand their business. So that gives us a lot of deals. Uh, naturally, we have global partnerships with all the top funds to to co-create deals with them as well. Got it. Ishmit, we'll double click on uh, on the building the brand uh, from the beginning. Before that, you know, uh, let's talk about how do you 
or, or what kind of check sizes do you write? Uh, what sectors do you invest in and, uh, and what stages? So check size uh, are typically anywhere from a million to 20 million. Uh, we can go up to that depending on the requirements. Typically for a fund, we don't cross 5% of the fund size. Mm -hmm. Our fund sizes have been roughly around $200 million. So, uh, so it's a million to uh, $20 million range per company, which we can possibly go to. On the sectors, we are, since we under, we, we believe that the comp companies require a lot of uh, money for our capital in the form of working capital, capital expenditures, acquisitions. So their use case is defined. And those use cases typically kicks in in consumer, commerce, uh, healthcare, mm -hmm. financial services, right? So these are the four or five sectors typically which we cover a lot, uh, which will be 75-80% of our portfolio. And the and these days, a lot of EV as well. In fact, we are one of the largest deployer of uh, electric vehicle, mobility, clean tech, right? because again, a very capital intensive uh, business. So these are the typical reasons acquisition can be sector agnostic. So we would have naturally companies in EdTech and AgriTech as well and SaaS as well. But typically these are the sectors which we invested. So I missed the third element. Check size is sectors and the third one is? Uh, so what stages? Wait. Again, largely, Shiva, we are we started pre-series A going up to series D pre-IPO as well because the check sizes are large if required. But we come in pre-series A uh, for good companies and partners. Got it. And uh, Ishpreet, you're onto your fund three now, uh, you know, from fund one to fund two, fund three. I think the fund three is uh, of 200 mil. Uh, please correct me if uh, if that's wrong. Yeah, no, we've, uh, we've done first close uh, at 100 mil a while back and we plan to close this fund next month. So it should be closer to that range. Got it. And how has the journey been? Uh, you know, what, you know, there's a saying, what got you here? Uh, won't get you to the next level. How has your journey been in building uh, Stride Ventures as one of the leading uh, venture debt funds in the country? The journey has been, uh, naturally, when you start, Shiva, you don't subscribe to become the largest or the best. I think what you try to endeavor is to become different and relevant. When you try to do that, I think uh, uh, this ecosystem is small. Uh, founder community, venture community is very small that way. If you do good things, differentiated things, people do appreciate. And you have to stand by founders. Typically, there's a perspective about being in this industry of uh, on, on lending specifically, uh, since you're speaking about side ventures, that you should you can only be fair weather friends because you come on top of equity, which is not what we did. We came in between equity rounds. In fact, we've given uh, money to companies with low, low cash as well sometimes, depending mm -hmm. on what kind of requirements they had. Right. It has to be smart structures, innovative structures, which solves the need of the founders. And especially in today's time, because last 12, 18 months have been uh, naturally not not very bullish for the sector. Right. So you've seen low amount of checks. So I think it's about creating an institution which is lasting. The thought process, as I said, the whole thought of having a large team with credit expertise, with, with coverage, regional coverage. We were the only fund having offices across locations. Uh, three years back, just to make sure, moment the COVID, uh, we were out of COVID, we thought that we should meet founders across locations and should have presence in relevant sense. And the whole thought was that founders are very lonely in their journey and they require partners, right? And the mm -hmm. partner, if they're able to find in a manner in which you, you've been able to create a partner which can be long lasting. So there's definitely an institution in making. 
and that institutional thought i think was there day one otherwise you would not have gone saying that okay there are two models of building it either you as manager keep on uh keep on having small team lean team have large funds make yeah. a lot of money or second is to just keep on growing the plant and tree right and ensuring that the flowers keeps on coming and coming right and just making sure that the tree is big enough for everyone to feel uh, that there's a shelter so i think the second model is what we subscribe into uh, and that's how you create an institution because there's a difference between a fund and an institution and think uh, and that's where we've grown grown outside stride ventures and stride one has become very relevant for us as a business that you create a largish uh, 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 product range which is relevant uh, so that's that's been the thought yeah got it and uh... Ishpreet, I think uh, you know your your larger vision seems like is uh, you know becoming a a startup bank, uh, giving out all the solutions that a startup would need. Uh, maybe you can talk us, you know, where are we today, and what's the journey that you see uh, down the road in the next uh, three to five years? Yeah, so Shiva, we already diversified. I touched upon this in my previous uh, answer. that we've already launched a business called stride one two and a half years back which is fairly large in fact you would not believe we are by far the startup lending institution in india because stride ventures and stride one which does a lot of supply chain and innovative financing across the startup ecosystem does roughly around 600 crores a month of business right which is annualized closer to a billion dollar now that's a large business that stride one when you'll come since you're in gurgaon you should come over to office some you'll see various offices various departments talking everything about startup and startup ecosystem creating products for them so the whole thought is uh, you mentioned startup bank but it's more about being a very agile digital bank of sorts which has lot of product so if shiva comes with any business and has any problems we should have solutions for the customers for the vendors for uh, for international expansion right so we do now provide dollar financing which is very rare in india for an indian fund to do so we have we have the first one to be in gift city right to provide dollar financing for our indian startups so we have seven eight products now yeah. immensedet has become one of the products to offer right we have so much to give on the balance if you also if you are a consumer company want to launch a franchisee we can do franchisee financing if you are a if you are a large consumer company want to do dealer network financing we can do that as well right similarly if commerce company want to create a vendor chain agritech company want to do a farmer financing logistics company want to do a driver financing we do all of these products mm-hmm. so and we have so many startups doing their business expansion through our financing products so we become an extension of a fintech company right you can become a fintech company just using stride Right? that's that's the platform approach which we have taken just to make sure that you don't have to find too many partners or various partners for various needs you have everything uh, encompassing under one brand so we are already acting as one right uh, there's large amount of financing we do out of both the balance sheets and we believe that people have started perceiving us as a real partner in this journey and that that brand is picking up as we speak mm-hmm. uh, seems like ashpreet you have a bunch of products out there and probably you are learning from your customers and launching products based on that one of the hardest things is you know prioritizing uh, what to do first and then later on and build out the roadmap what's your philosophy around uh, prioritizing uh, you know things in your business that's a very interesting question shiva and a good relevant question for us as well look i i've always seen as since i've mentioned entrepreneur at the epicenter of what we do i think it's a very product first approach right so you just try to solve for the problems in prioritizing naturally 
you can't launch 20 products at the same time. So you launch products which are the most relevant in their journey and try to revolve around them. And uh, from a from a time allocation prioritizing perspective, I think it's about, about giving back to the community, right? Because ultimately you are working with the venture capital and founder community. So how do you understand their businesses and and be available in terms of solving for those problems which you mentioned? I think that's what our priority is. Uh, and whether it's hiring talent, opening markets, building products, getting them on tech. Uh, in fact, we are about to announce something very big next week. We are planning to go massive into EV financing as a business. We already do from venture debt, mm-hmm. but we plan to start a last mile EV financing for driver come owners and on the balance sheet, which hardly exists in a very, very scalable form in India. Right. So the, I, I think it's the need of the hour because everyone has got a mandate to go towards uh, electric vehicle uh, or electric uh, electrification of the vehicles in terms of the last mile logistics right whether it's mm-hmm. corporates individuals and the good thing is everything is happened happening by the startups startup ecosystem right we already have portfolio companies like battery smart blue smart low home moving so many companies in our portfolio uh, who've been doing very very uh, creative work in that sector uh, so we we believe in forming a larger infrastructure joining all of them and creating financing layer on top of that. That's a solution, right? So that that has become a priority because the ecosystem requires it. Mm-hmm. So the point is doing what, what's required is very important. At the same time, it should add up to your existing thing so that you're not going out of the way to create one. Right? Mm-hmm. The, the startup ecosystem, again, it comes out of the startup ecosystem as a product, right? So all of this is what our priorities are, just to make sure that it stitches together, it knits yeah. together in terms of a long value chain. Got it. And Ishpreet, uh, it's been, uh, you know, five plus years, you've been building Stride uh, Ventures. You know, what's something that you know now uh, you wish you knew earlier when you had just started building out the firm? Uh, that's that's another interesting question. But uh, no, I, I, I think one thing which I wish I could have known earlier is that, in fact, all of the, all the learnings have been great, to be honest. But <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe... Uh, Maybe knowing that you have to really believe that uh, the expertise uh, of being an important partner lies within Mm -hmm. and you do not have to rely on outer validations to prove that. Since you do a fund by yourself, Shiva, you realize that sometimes there is so much of, so much of, uh, uh, say, maybe an air or maybe some kind of amount of talk which you get just carried away as founder and just lose the larger picture, right? What you're trying to build for. And post-COVID, and maybe in the last 12-15 months since the since the equity amount uh, equity inflows have have literally uh, been very very uh, slow or low, you've realized the importance of good founders understanding build business in India over a uh, over a period of time. I think we also got everyone got carried away in that 21 magic, right? In that bull run of saying that you have to just invest. This is the best time to invest in the country, and this is the this is uh, there's a certain sense of FOMO which was coming. I think mm-hmm. that learning of being a subject matter expert yourself and believing in some companies and some founders, I think that's a learning which which has come, which mm-hmm. which is not a realization but a great learning which has come. Which uh, which day one I could have started from that premise right in eighteen that we should believe in ourselves rather than external validation. External validation, right? So I think though that that element is very interesting because as I said, sometimes you get carried away with a lot of talk around uh, in terms of what's happening and what not, and that mm-hmm. you just carry get carried away with the momentum. It's important to hold the fort and define that if you know the business, then only you should invest. 
and you should be very confident about certain set of founders and certain set of ideas which they have been trying to do i think that learning has been immensely uh, important for us for our self belief yeah. to make sure that we are more confident as a firm in terms of doing what we want to do mm-hmm. stick to the core and uh, ishpreet what's the most hardest thing about building a successful ishpreet uh, successful uh, uh, stride ventures and uh, and maybe we can talk about less talked about uh, you know things about uh, venture debt yeah the hardest thing is definitely talent uh, shiva i don't want to take anything away because you can have all the right ideas in the world in a room right and brainstorm and say this how we want to do it yeah the execution is the key, uh, key right execution is the most important essence of building an institution so i i'm glad that there are a lot of uh, fellow partners uh, uh important key members in the team who've come in the starting and built it alongside they've been equally relevant sometimes as a founder you take more limelight than others but everyone plays a very vital role in order to make stride what it is today so i think it is i think the human resources element and it's applicable for the fund business as well people generally limited to the operating businesses that's not the case it's applicable for anything which you do mm-hmm. i think uh, that element of true team creation and right team creation the co-creation is very important so i think that's that's definitely the most important element of what stride has uh, gone through yeah and second sorry second aspect of your question yeah. was less discussed uh, topics or aspects of uh, venture debt yeah i think the less discussed and i'm very actually i feel unfortunate about it uh, shiva i somehow venture debt has been treated naturally not as mainstream as venture capital which i typically do understand in some cases but there's a lot of lot of connotations around venture debt right and i i think we have tried breaking a lot of that right that as as i said you can only come on top of equity round you're supposed to do this you're supposed to do that and you're not supposed to use your brain sometimes even and just give money because somebody else is giving money i think that thought of changing the venture debt was never looked upon from a perspective of being a partner venture debt was never looked upon from a perspective of saying this is capital also the way equity is capital this is capital if i am giving 50 crores to a company at at an important juncture of the uh, the, the companies uh, right it's as important as equity because you're trying to say okay shiva this might not be the best time to raise equity capital at this valuation raise it after 1844 and we'll empower you for the next one and a half two years to make sure you, you if you believe in business just go and empower yourself and raise it at the time when you're more confident about raising i don't think that's been spoken much i don't think people realize the real use and use yes. cases and potency of the way we have supported i'm telling you some of our businesses which you see on our wall when you come here other business which never left us when we supported them in peak of covid never ever left left us they've treated us as equal capital they share all the elements they call us on their board meetings share information because they think our financial insight is equally important than an equity investor yeah. insight and that's why people have not concentrated on getting cfos finance controllers i think there's been missing link the way i was talking about hr finance is a missing link mm-hmm. i think that's why we fill the role and that excites us that really excites us because people have started appreciating our role in the ecosystem they've started calling us in the board meetings and saying how can we do more financial prudence and that's been more in the past 18 months than ever mm-hmm. so i think this is the lesser known element of venture debt i think people just classify this to a certain element and mm-hmm. i think we just try to break the barriers all the time around it yeah and you've been leading the way i think uh, uh you said 
about 71% of startups are now open uh, to venture debt. You know, starting from 2015 to today, it's it's a massive, massive shift, uh, Ishpreet. And uh, maybe Ishpreet, uh, you know, someone uh, out there, highly ambitious, uh, really love what you're doing, and they want to build out a firm, seek inspiration from Stride Ventures. You know, what advice would you give? Maybe we can uh, pick two topics, why one may want to do a fund and one should not do a fund. Very interesting question, because when I was starting Stride, I was in two mind of either taking fund license or going and doing an NBFC, right? Which is non-banking financial corporation, which we also have at the Stride one now. And the whole thought was that, so it's a relevant question, that perspective. And the whole thought was that the model of having external validation in a fund business is much better from a brand creation perspective. Okay. What it takes in order to achieve there is definitely a lot of patience and a lot of differentiation, right? You, for example, I got my license. I know the date also, which is our founding date. And I was a sole person with the fund license. I was looking, okay, say be registered side ventures fund. <laughs> and now I have to create a team, right? I have to get the money, right? What, do I, what should I do? So uh, the point is that uh, whole thought around first two, three years, just playing on your differentiators, being patient is very, very important in this business. It's a very, very good business to be in if you're here for, if you've subscribed yourself for 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. Don't think about entering a fund business if it is just an opportunistic play of being a swanky fund manager in a Merca and just roaming around globally trying to uh, trying to uh, balance your life. I don't think that's what you get subscribed for in the first three to five years at least. And you have to subscribe because this is this is fiduciary responsibility. You're paying with the investor money. It can be HNI, it can be institutional money, but you have to subscribe from a perspective that integrity has to be the most important and all these communication has to go out to the investor they have to feel it mm-hmm. it's not for the sake of the deck right you have to feel it you have to show that heart out there of saying i'm in it for 15 20 years to make sure that you get better returns than what you'll get in these three four other instruments and you can back me for my differentiator right i think that element if you've got it in your mind fund businesses to be in right time to enter this actually in india you do 1947 right so you're Absolutely, the, the most relevant subject. I think the most this is the most relevant time to build something in India. Next, every everyone has been talking about our decade, our century, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But definitely, for a fund manager to subscribe for the next 15, 20 years, I totally would say if you have all those ingredients in place to say, I'll support founders in real sense with full integrity and patiently for the next 15, 20 years with my differentiators. This is the business to do for sure. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think I, I got that sorted very early. I was very clear that I'll go fund manager way to start. And that played out, right? Then naturally has to, the luck has to be by your side and a lot of other things has to play. These are the, uh, so uh, definitely these are the, say, qualities or perquisites uh, of being a fund manager. Uh, besides that, yeah, I think get a nice team, co-founders, things which just complement your skill set, uh, uh, something which you possess and they do not, and they do which you do not is very important. So I think at the complementary team in place just to make sure that uh, the partners, the principals are well motivated, well learned, and so that you're not holding everything by your chest. Mm-hmm. Got it. And Ishpreet, uh, you know, while you were building the fund, uh, and you touched upon it, 
right now as well, where you know, in the first three to five years, it's just going to be all about fun and later as well. But you know, first three, five are crucial. So for you, Ishpreet, uh, when you were building out the firm, were there times where uh, you thought, man, this is hard? Uh, and then you were like, uh, yeah, just trying to figure out and, 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 you know, follow on to this. Was there a, an inflection point uh, while you were building out the firm in the early days that gave you a lot of confidence and that just changed the trajectory of the firm? Yeah, yeah. actually, uh, honestly, I, as I told you, first six to 12 months is hard. I think I've been slightly lucky that way. So I got my anchor LPs within seven, eight months uh, of starting because of the differentiators what we got in. But that that was also very difficult, seven, eight months. I, I My office was cut, uh, the office ribbon was cut by my three-month-old daughter and I was the sole uh, earning member of my family during that time with my support. And that was difficult. One, when you just stop your salary for a while and say, oh, not only I'll stop my salary for the next two years, but I'll put my all savings in this because I have to give in the sponsor capital day one, right? So... So the point is, look, I have not come from a very swanky, jazzy background. I think I've, uh, with full humility, I think uh, it's been quite modest uh, backgrounds. And I've been a career banker, as I said, so I've been professional throughout. And whole thought was I have to do it by myself without anyone's support, including my parents. That's parents. That's that's something which I was very clear about. So when you actually dive into it without option B, I think that's where it becomes very interesting. Because the moment you have option B, C, D, and you play something, uh, you just keep on playing in your life. Uh, you just just go out there and try to establish. I think naturally it's very difficult. I would not say it's a, it mm-hmm. still becomes very difficult. We we are in a lending business ultimately, and there will be tough scenarios and you have to navigate that. We've done this in a couple of companies of ours. We've turned around those assets, which again, I never subscribed for. But the point is you do not have option B. Yeah. It, as I said, sure. when you don't have option B, you have to keep on working on your option A day in and out. And naturally, there have there have to be a lot of factors playing into you or playing into what you're doing. But it's it's definitely not easy. I don't think anything is easy. Yeah. Doing this podcast, getting people, speaking to them, preparing for it, and then ensuring that it's the best podcast around is not easy. Right? Mm-hmm. You're running a fund. It's not easy, right? So you've been a lawn tennis champion uh, and it's not been easy becoming a global champion, right? So, so nothing is easy. Uh, and... Um, uh, I think everyone works equally hard. There has to be a combination of factors which plays into your uh, in, into into your side of things. But uh, I truly believe it's very enriching. Yeah. It's it's very uh, it's wonderful overall. You feel empowered. Uh, you feel responsible, and you feel that your presence is being fed, which is very important, right? So so uh, yeah, but it is challenging, right? Everything is challenging that ways. Yeah, yeah. No, Ishwet, uh, love it. Uh, the journey you've had so far, and of course, there's still a long way to go. Uh, and I'm personally excited to see, you know, what's the what the future holds. And uh, Ishwet, with this, uh, we'll dive into our, you know, our final part. Uh, my my co-pilot is getting a little restless, and uh, he wants to dive in. And he's asking, uh, Ishwet, what's your typical day like you know starting from waking up to going to bed yeah actually it's very standard that way uh, shiva so uh, I, I answered this to your co-pilot but uh, i i am generally an early riser close to a 6 5 45 6 uh, i definitely want my exercise in the morning besides spending some time with daughter to drop her to school 
so uh, yeah would ha- would bond my 30 45 minutes in between to have some bit of exercise before i get prepared uh, with my breakfast and newspaper i'm still a very hard coded newspaper guy mm-hmm. and uh, hit my office around 9 and i'm here till uh, till 7:38 go back spend time in an hour with family and just doze off with my music so it's quite standard day that way it's nothing changes much besides my travel which is a lot mm-hmm. so the with travel all of this day gets very very differently positioned but quite a standard day i'm i'm lot of uh, i've been a sports person myself uh, early in my life and that's taught me a lot as per me especially i played both team sport and individual sports so that has given me a lot of learnings which people typically talk about not maxwell kind of learnings but typical team learning and uh, that's so i think sports music balances me with with my family naturally i think these are the three elements which uh, balances me in a normal way guy and ishpreet uh, is there anything that you've been wanting to learn but but just never got the time to do lot so lot of things actually sure lot of things which i want to learn <laughs> i want to learn more languages i want to uh, read more uh, uh, i always wanted to read more I and I, it's just an excuse. I I know I can, but it does that uh, sometimes work. Uh, prior, I, I give work priority or then post that family a priority and just doesn't occur. Mm-hmm. Also, want to learn a lot of music instruments, sports. So a lot of things to do actually. Yeah, because uh, I don't get time for that. Just the time. <laughs> and uh, what are you most obsessed about these days, Ashpreet? Outside of work, obsessed about. I'm actually very very fascinated about. It might sound boring, but geopolitics. I think. I have not seen something like this. Why we've gone? Everyone is aware about history to an extent. What's happening, truly, right now globally, is very, very interesting. Very interesting. It might be favorable to India to a large extent, but if somebody wants to understand geopolitics a bit in terms of relation, international relationships, it's a very, very fragile place to be. Not because we are we are in amongst uh, uh, some some wars which are happening, mm-hmm. but economies being positioned, recessionary trends. patterns we were talking about globalization now we are talking about localization okay. trying to go back to our respective economies and countries yeah. preferring them over global globalization which has been talk of the town so i think very very interesting times i i actually want to uh, whenever i get spare time i read a lot of into international affairs mm-hmm. and that actually teaches me a lot because i think india naturally is a very important market for the venture capital ecosystem we are the second most important i like to believe now mm-hmm. china what's happening with china if you are the most second most important market and we are the largest lender to startup ecosystem is so much to do globally right so it's important to understand how the how the geopolitics and international relationships are happening and it's actually very intriguing it's not it is. right so i think that's that's taken some bit of uh, my attention of late which has been quite intriguing yeah. uh, besides besides spending time with people which is a part of my job as well as otherwise yeah yeah no you truly it is it's just fascinating with with what's going on from you know all globalization to now just localization yeah, and what would be the consequences later on it'll be interesting to sort of like see that unfolding and uh, ishpreet if you know if money and attention uh, are not needed anymore and for the time being let's say you know you're not uh, building stride ventures what would you work on actually honestly uh... i've been started thinking this for the past 12 15 months more i i really believe that i want to do two things i want to travel more with my give more time to my family and travel more with them uh, and second is to do something socially and i've started working on that in some manner i think these are the two things which intrigues me uh, socially more about uh, 
just helping few people in my own manner uh, that takes time because it's not about money it's about giving time as well so it's mm-hmm. a combination of factors uh, that's that's just starting i i think god's been kind to us and uh, me and i think that's uh, enough and more to do so these are the two things which has been on top i since since i have two young kids i don't yeah. think i've done justice to them either so uh, it's a combination of these two things which just keeps on running my guy and ishpreet uh, you know we know you uh, uh, as someone who's you know has been pioneering the venture debt in india is running one of the top notch venture debt in india what do your friends know you for who are you outside of work you've been very kind of mentioning this again and again but my friends know me as as just ishpreet as just a person who should dance his heart out when he's on the floor or uh, just make sure that you as i said make your presence felt not necessarily in your work but personally as well mm-hmm. i'm actually i take uh, i'm i take time to get open up with uh, people when but when i do i think i'm i'm a lasting friend yeah. and they know me for that which is very important mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah i think these these uh, these get togethers social get togethers really help you balance out as a person so uh, i think they they find me a very blunt clear hearted yeah person who will be around uh, and a competitive guy in sports as well so mm-hmm. we have to play tennis naturally I get I, i'll get beaten by you in tennis so we have to play cricket uh, in order to know me more as a sport <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know given a chance uh, dead or alive three people uh, you could invite uh, for dinner who would that be and why actually as i said i'm 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 big fan of uh, ensuring that you make your uh, presence felt I do think I started actually playing cricket and I've also played for Delhi. I I've seen high and low of this person but I I've of late become a big fan of Virat Kohli. Not because everyone loves him but because I think that amount of energy yeah. and the passion which you bring on the floor with being on top of the game and winning so many hearts in spite of aggression is not easy. So I I like the guy in terms of full spirit. right i i also think that taylor swift is a great example yeah. uh what she has done to the music industry as a lady uh coming from outside being cornered and the way she has risen right and got things done the way she wanted in a very very competitive and a bullied industry is tremendous mm-hmm. right so i i i respect people who are who really want to go against the tide yeah and maybe back home as a celebrity here I like the energy of Ranveer Singh as a person. So, mm-hmm. three people. You like uh, people with high energy and and folks who are going against the norms. Yeah. Uh, Ishpreet, thank you so much for doing this. I had a lot of fun. Uh, thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Shubha. Thanks for having me. Really, really appreciate and liked it.